Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. As we begin our Sunday celebration of Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. Today the whole church celebrates the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, but today also is a day of special remembrance for those who have died in times of war, and today especially we are remembering uh, the 100th anniversary of the ending of the First World War and the many people who died in the course of that war. Today our prayers are especially for peace and justice in our world. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth and the life, Lord have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Peace to people of good will. 
Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep from us all adversity, so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the first book of the Kings. Elijah the prophet went off to Sidon, and when he reached the city gate, there was a widow gathering sticks. Addressing her, he said, Please bring a little water in a vessel for me to drink. She was setting off to bring it when he called after her. Please, he said, bring me a scrap of bread in your hand. As the Lord your God lives, she said, I have no baked bread, but only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm just gathering a stick or two to go and prepare this for myself and my son to eat, and then we shall die. But Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first make a little scone of it for me and bring it to me. And then make some for yourself and for your son. For thus the Lord speaks, the God of Israel. Jar of meal shall not be spent. Jug of oil shall not be emptied. Before the day when the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. The woman went and did as Elijah had told her. And they ate the food, she, himself, and her son. The jar of meal was not spent, nor the jug of oil emptied, just as the Lord had foretold through Elijah. The word of the Lord. to the Hebrews. It is not as though Christ had entered a man-made sanctuary which was only modelled on the real one, 
but it was heaven himself, so that he could appear in the actual presence of God on our behalf. And he does not have to offer himself again and again, like the high priest going into the sanctuary year after year with the blood that is not his own, or else he would have to suffer over and over again since the world began. Instead of that, he has made his appearance once and for all, now at the end of the last age, to do away with sin by sacrificing himself. Since men only die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ too offers himself only once to take the faults of many on himself. And when he appears a second time, it will not be to deal with sin, but to reward with salvation those who are waiting for him. The word of the Lord. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. And in his teaching, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk about in long robes, to be greeted obsequiously in the market squares, to take the front seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at banquets. These are men who swallow the property of widows, while making a show of lengthy prayers. The more severe will be the sentence they receive. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the treasury, and many of the rich put in a great deal. A poor widow came and put in two small coins, the equivalent of a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, I tell you solemnly, This poor widow has put more in than all who have contributed to the treasury, for they have have all put in money they had over, but she, from the little she has, has put in everything she possessed, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is an incredible moment in human history. In this weekend, we recall the centenary of the ending of the First World War. A hundred years ago, today on the 11th of November 1918, a final halt was called to those hostilities. What had become a war of attrition almost as if it was being played out to see who would be left standing, came to an end on that day. Not a glorious ending, but an ending with a dull 
thud. The loss of life had been unspeakable. The number of those who were injured almost uh, unable to count. Destruction on the scale that was unimaginable. The United Kingdom sustained military deaths and civilian deaths of 1.6 million in the course of that war. The UK and her allies, some 11.6 million people. Germany itself lost 4.2 million people and her allies, along with herself, 8.7 million people. Romania lost 8% of its population, Serbia 27% of its population, and France 4% of its population. The loss itself was unspeakable. It seems that every town, every village had been affected and touched by the loss. Added to this, men injured, men losing limbs, traumatised by the battles, returned to their homes and their families, never to be the same again. In every town and village throughout the land and across Europe itself and in many other countries besides, monuments are erected bearing the names of people who have died so that these people would not be forgotten. Initially, these monuments were for the First World War, but of course you know that an even greater conflagration that was about to come about in just a matter of a few years after this war. There was a great desire that the fallen would not be forgotten, but there was an even greater desire that this would be the war to end all wars. That desire has not yet been realised. The great poet of the First World War, Wilfred Owen, died within a month of the ending of the First World War. He had been injured in a previous battle, but he was sent back to his regiment again to fight in the last weeks of the conflict. In the period that he was convalescing, here in Edinburgh in Scotland, he was able to gather some of his poetry together and to have it published before the ending of the war, but many more poems afterwards. And although he was not widely known at that time, he became widely known as the voice that spoke for the soldier and also against the savagery of the war. There are two groups of people that are involved in any war, as Wilfred Owen points out in his poems. There are the politicians and the generals on one side, and there are the soldiers and the people on the field on the other. The politicians and the generals don't take the bullets, don't put themselves in danger. They strategize and make the tactics a long way off from the field of battle but it's the foot soldiers who put themselves in the line of danger. There is a belief, of course, as you know, widespread and valid too, that those generals and politicians of the First World War had little consideration for the common soldier, very often expecting them to run across open terrain and very often to be mown down as a consequence to engage in battles 
in which little was to be achieved, to endure bombs and gas attacks, which were at the order of the day. Young lives were ended long before they should have been. Politicians and generals, as you know, very often send uh, people into battle, disguising the real reasons that lie between, uh, behind wars. They are often not fought for noble reasons, and they are often not fought to defend individuals or poor small countries. But often they are a chess game of geopolitics, to control balances of power, to get hold of countries' resources, oil and the like, to land grab, to be powerful countries that dominate smaller countries, and of course uh, to dominate trade itself and wealth. Very often what happens in war is that the soldiers themselves have to leave their trenches and die in swampy fields in mud and die long before they should have. And very often, if they don't die, carry injuries for the rest of their life. Jesus also speaks today in the Gospel of these two kinds of different types of people. People who rule, people who are rich, and people who are downtrodden. And Jesus today in the Gospel speaks of the vanity of those who rule. They seek out the best clothes, positions of honour, front seats in the synagogues and the assemblies, and titles to attach to their names. The downtrodden often do everything. They are the ones who sacrifice. They are the ones who are generous to a tea, like the woman in the Gospel. Those generals and those politicians are very often far away from the field of battle, protected from all harm, and the foot soldiers themselves risk everything, give everything, put themselves in danger, and of course, again, once again, it is the same thing played out in this situation. Two worlds, the worlds of the haves and the worlds of the have-nots. World War I casts a huge shadow even over our own times. So many lives lost, so many people injured, so much death and destruction, so many lives that are foolishly thrown away, so much war and so much squandered. The great desire at the end of the First World War was that it would be a war to end all wars and that there will be no more war ever again. That that brutality and destruction was a point which was too much. It never happened. A greater war was to follow from that war. And we stand ourselves in danger of another war itself, even more dangerous, where every person on the planet could be wiped out in nuclear warfare. The 100th anniversary of the ending of the First World War itself reminds us in our own mind of that phrase itself. No more war. War never again. And the war to end all wars. If you think of it then, that's the real legacy of all of those young men who sacrificed their lives 
in the First World War, that there would be no more war again, that war itself would be cancelled out, and that we would find other ways in which to resolve our differences. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born before all from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things are made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now let us pray. Once again, we pray for a world in which swords will be beat into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, and nations shall not learn, learn war anymore. We pray for this world which, this, which the prophet Isaiah often reminds us of. For a more peaceful world in which nations learn to resolve their differences, rather than taking up arms against one another. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For the Middle East, which has known such violence in recent years, for an end to the conflict and for a time of justice and peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those who have laid down their life for others in the military and for civilians who have died in conflict, that they may know God's eternal peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For those suffering from fires in the USA and whose life and homes are in danger, for safety in these days in which they are surrounded by danger. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who are in hospital or care homes who are sick and in need of our prayers. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. For all who have died, Margaret Friel, Edward Jackson... Maureen Maguire, Anne McGee, and James Savage, and all that we are asked to remember, especially for those who remember in this month of the Holy Souls. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, turn our thoughts to peace and reconciliation and give us a desire to work for peace and reconciliation in this world and place in the hearts of our leaders a yearning for peace and justice. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please join in hymn number 574, Peace, Perfect Peace. 
brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look with favour, we pray, O Lord, upon the gifts offered here, that celebrating in mystery the passion of your Son, we may honour it with loving devotion, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in you we live and move and have our being, and while in this body we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of a life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so with the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, 
who live and reign forever and ever. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and unity. is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
please join in hymn number 557 as gentle as silence. Let us pray. <clears throat> Nourished by this sacred gift, O Lord, we give you thanks and beseech your mercy that by the pouring forth of your Spirit the grace of integrity may endure in those your heavenly power has entered. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Please remember the prayers that take place today at 12.15 at the memorial uh, for all those that have fallen in the park up the road there. And also there'll be prayers in the cemetery for all those that are deceased at 1.30. So 12.15 uh, for those prayers uh, at the memorial and also uh, 1.30 for the prayers in Westbourne Cemetery. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 706, Walk With Me, O My Lord.
light and grace is there.